0: Just fire uh this is a fucking banger
1: ladies and gentlemen cats, snakes dogs chicken elderly people workers and twerkers <laughs> S-
0: Yeah. S- 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 i don't give a fuck it's the ruckus what the fuck you expect <laughs> i body slap my wife my nigga <laughs> <laughs> It's it's computer that's why right.
2: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to the Rockets Podcast, Organized Chaos. I'm your boy, Cuban Mike. I got the homie Bigelow's here in the building, aka the honorary Cuban. <laughs> and tonight, <laughs> nah, that's it, man. You're you one of us now. You've been in Miami for X amount of <laughs> months for eight years. So you ready? You ready? You ready to the, the the vibes out there? So <laughs> tonight,
1: I got the homie Rich Rich here. What's going on, brother? What's going on, my brother? Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate the opportunity and. And you know it's all love always, bro. Yes, the homie Richie Rich. He got an album called Mi Raices. So you know he got
2: that Latin fuse behind that. Um heard the album, dope, dope album. It was a combination of trap and a little bit of Cuban, you know, flavor in this joint. Um, I, I ran through the album and there was a there's a couple of joints that I want to go to. Um, I believe it was 14 tracks. You were in there? 14 T
1: 14 songs, yeah. Bro. 14,
2: 14, 14 tracks. Um who
1: you got on the album bro i was blessed to work with a lot of uh cuban and puerto Mm -hmm. rican uh legends bro when it comes to latin and spanish hip-hop uh i was blessed to work with tony sunshine uh from terror squad i was blessed to work with Domingo, who was also on flowers for the dead with cuban link and jimmy with big pun and uh he has a lot of big records. Uh Don Dinero, who's another Cuban legend, and somebody that's Art. opened a lot of doors, not just for me, but for a lot of uh Cuban American and up and coming artists coming out of Miami. Uh El Insurrecto, who's another Cuban legend, Edica. I have a lot of people, bro, that are really they're like like they mean something to what the Cuban culture and Cuban hip hop community.
2: There's one more. There's one more person. I, I don't. I don't think I heard his name. I, I might be going off on right here, but we got yeah, Candyman. Candyman was hit that. Oh,
1: and Candyman, yes, for sure. Yeah, see, I, this is the thing. I briefly found out about Candyman. Mm-hmm.
2: I, 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 you know, funny enough, my mom was the, part the one that put me to Candyman, and I, you know, was learning about like his history and like his music, and he was like pretty much like one of the first dudes, if not the first dude, that actually brought like the reggae flavor to like the Cuban music sound, kind of like what Puerto Rico
1: do with reggaeton. And he he's like a, the he's actually like the first the Cuban first. reggaetonero period.
2: Yeah, so like became, to do
1: something big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: So he became like pretty much the, the 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 little rich of this shit like they all stole from me. I'm the originator. I'm the one that did all this shit. And them niggas stole from me. Yeah. And the sorta stole from me. All these niggas stole from me.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he's a, he's a he does it every day, bro. Every yeah. day. So I, how the fuck you found that guy? <laughs> How that My me brother, down. I was uh, i have a really good friend of mine. His name is Chino. He's a, a jeweler, and he contacted me and told me, "Yo, I know you're working on that album called *Miss Raíces*, and I have a uh, candyman here uh at the store for if you want to come and talk to him and shit like that." I showed him your music, and he was like, "Man, we got to do something with him." And from the get, he wanted to work. So when I pulled up. Uh, we spoke, we planned like a day and then he, we met to the studio, we shot like a little video too. So there's something that we're going to drop too, like a visual and nothing, bro. Super blessed to be able to work, like I said, with people that, that, that means something to the Cuban culture and Cuban music, bro. And, and after that too, I have an album too with, uh, Edica, which mm-hmm. is the originator of, a gr- of the group called Los Cuadros, uh, and on that album I have songs with uh, a lot of like salsa personalities like Carlos Manuel uh a song with La Diosa a song yeah, with yeah, Let's go Let's El go funky let's go with El, El very, funky very from Cuban. Patria really very,
0: very, very super cubano cubanazo. Hey, yeah. man <laughs>
1: uh and nothing bro I'm trying to stay real true to what that is because when you listen to salsa there's a lot of different kinds of salsa so like there's uh there's the typical Cuban sound and then there's the more commercialized salsa vibe that in my opinion, like for example, Puerto Rican salsa sounds uh more mainstream versus so uh I got not urban or street, but Cuban has a little distinct sound uh and yeah. rhythms. So uh, I tried to stay true to what Cuban is. I wanted to sound Cuban aside from working with people that are Cuban and mix what we like from the Cuban music with what we love from rap and hip hop and trap music today. So Orichas did it in the beginning and they did more of a, of a hip hop sound. <clears throat> but I was trying to shoot more for something that sounds like that, but updated like 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, for 2023. Yeah, man, that it sounds más ma- actual, you know, like what's and, going and,
0: on today. And the, the thing is with your album, man, I was like, I had like, you know, I heard, I heard your name you know, a while back a few years ago and like, you know, I was just okay, there's, there's so many artists that come from from Miami um, and I'm just like, like, you know, I'll listen to it, but you know how you don't get around to listen to something just like happening or whatnot, but but where, when I cool sent the the album name the other day in the group chat I was like I bet and I started playing the songs yesterday I'm like damn this shit is fire can <laughs> let me go ahead and let me go ahead man, and keep man. playing it so so little by little I've been catching it, the snippets you know throughout the day I'm like damn yo this shit is like it's fire I gotta like sit down and really dig into it because I like it I really do so you I know, appreciate because you. That just should (laughs) is. I was like, man, I gotta. This this deserves to be played in the work, because it's it's hard, you know.
1: Damn, man! Thank you so much, bro. That's what I do it for, bro. I appreciate the the kind words and, like I said, bro, this is something that I feel like it's like a like like it's a music that I grew up loving, but I felt like we didn't get enough of it, and it kind of just died. You know what I'm saying? So. I want to, and I feel like nobody's doing it. You know what I'm saying? When you listen to, for example, La Presión, the song and the video that I have with Tony Sunshine and Edika,
0: Yeah. Bro, yeah. that's
1: that's all live instruments. Like like real Damn. trumpets, real trombones, a pianist playing the yeah, piano. Yeah, I was going to that. Like, the, like, the,
0: you hear the horns and shit. Like the you horns know? are dope, bro. The horns are dope. So try
1: to keep it real, you know uh you can like to make one of those songs bro is what it takes to make three or four regular rap songs cuz you got to record the trumpet player the trombone player the drummer oh, yeah. I have an engineer that knows how to mix the whole shit record all the vocals record a singer bro it's it's it takes a lot of work to do one of those records bro and i have i'm blessed to be able to have a couple of them on my album but i have an entire album that is made just like that Featuring me and Eddie And then featuring also La Diosa, Carlos Manuel,
0: oh, El yeah, Funky from Patria y Vida.
1: <laughs> so, and I'm super excited, bro. Like, that that's going to be, wow. It's like the best music I've ever worked on in my life, for sure, without a doubt.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up, bro.
2: One of the things I got from this album when I heard to it, I feel like I'm like like fucking doing, like, fucking behind the music into Club right now. So when they call this album here, Mr. Richie Rich. <laughs> um, one of the things I realized that, no, one of the things I really recognize you really trying to like integrate, like the Cuban rhythm with the trap, and it was like a, a it felt like it was like a blend slash mashup. So how did you went by? How did you go about when you decided to like you know do that mashup with the? With the Cuban flavor and the trap music, because it's, it's like the album is very, very down south influence. And of course, you're from Dallas, you're from down south, so I, I can the see the bottom, influence. baby. The bottom here, I can hear the influence. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, he, he's more he's more excited than I am having this interview with you, with you because there's a Florida like the connection right now. You
0: know what it it's is. A, it's a yes, Florida connection right like
1: now. Nah, <laughs> so, yeah. bro, to be honest with you, bro. It all started. I never made music with Spanish, bro. I never I I always did music strictly English my whole life. And I made music from the moment I was 15 and I just turned 32 like a week ago. So uh, I would say, bro, for like 15 years, bro, I was making music only in English. And I had worked with a couple other people, too, uh, in the English world but I never really, uh, I felt like I, I, I just couldn't open doors for myself in that world. It's hard for a Hispanic, yet alone a Cuban artist, to really achieve big things in that world when you don't have full-on investors or support, because it's, it's, a, it's a shark pool, really, what that is, bro, and it's like any other industry, but I feel like I live in Miami, where there is primarily Cuban culture everywhere so I felt like I wasn't using the Spanish side of myself for a while and I reached out to Don Dinero on a message and I was like hey bro it's nice to see that you're still pushing forward and making music and dropping a bunch of videos I've always been a fan of your music bro and I'd like to one day make some shit with you and that same day bro he responded to me and when he hit me back I was like damn I gotta make something that kind of sounds Cuban but I want to stay in my lane. I don't, I'm not a reggaetonero, bro. I don't make reggaeton. It's just not my thing. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to jump on one. I've done one with El Unico. I've done a bunch of stuff, but at the same time, my lane is I, I make rap music, trap music, hip hop music. That's my lane. So I wanted to stay in my habitat, bro. And I found like a sample, which is like some salsa music. And I chopped it all up and I made a rap beat out of that shit. Dropped a verse. I called some girl that I knew that was a salsa singer. She sang the hook on the song and we sent that shit to Don Dinero and Don Dinero called me like two minutes later and was like, bro, I like that shit so much that I'm going to take a plane down there next week and let's record that shit and shoot the video. And I was like, fuck, bro. So super pressure. I had to rush and try to make everything happen within that time frame. And that's how we made that video that we made. He came. He had an event, too, with Cardi B, like, for Super Bowl weekend. That's where I, I, I met him in person. And nothing, bro. Ever since then, I've just been chasing that rhythm and that sound because I identify a lot with with uh, the Cuban culture, bro. I'm Cuban-American. I was born in Hialeah Hospital. That's like saying you're born in Cuba, bro. It's the same yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm pretty much <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Hey, you're
0: born in, and- in the <laughs> west side of Havana.
1: Uh, yeah, so it. and and aside from that both of my parents were born in cuba i've been to cuba like six times uh dating back from when i was a baby all the way till a couple years back so you know it's mainly uh i told you my grandmother passed away in cuba she was super sick so mm-hmm. i don't really have a lot of family in cuba the only two people i had left they they passed away i really don't have a reason to go back go but back. uh but yeah bro uh I'm super grateful to have found something that I feel like I identify myself with, which is what you're saying, that Cuban yeah. music with the rap and the trap. And and like I said, I'm not going to be riding another person's wave. I want to create my own wave. And even though this is something that's from the past, I feel like nobody's running with this shit right now. And I feel like uh, we're going to get the features. We're going to get... Uh, the gigs the events we're gonna go on a press run with that album too so we're gonna be performing on Univision Telemundo all the Spanish Cuban channels here in Miami too so the goal is is to you know to keep taking steps forward bro and not look back
2: um when I when I um heard the album you know I I heard the mashup but I also because like um when when you when you hear the album it it, it has a, a certain tempo to it. So when you hear that something temple, if you take away the trap beats and like you say you have like live instrumentation, it really gives me like a vibe, like 1940, 50, like something that my grandfather used to listen back in the day. So when you went to that kind of vibe, because you could have gone to the salsa room, it could and you could have done something like um, like um like what Eve did with what ya name? Just when I go to that salsa row or even big pun, the 100 percent joint. But you really went on that like that song like that song go vibe or whatever that's the the the, the lady was going more the, tra- the traditional the traditional
1: yeah. yeah yeah okay at least for that for that specific record yeah and for the other one with domingo too because this next album that we're gonna drop which is the one that i'm telling you about it's called yuma is the name of the album
2: of course <laughs> so you know oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but can you please, for my audience, let them know what a Yuma is? Bro, a Yuma is un American? The... Sl- no, for, for, for the slang, you well, know...
1: Well, it's for... What is, how do we say? Uh, uh... An American,
2: pretty much an American.
1: Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, but they say it with un extranjero. Yeah. But yeah, really so from America. American, yes.
2: So that that's Cuban slang, you know, American people, American people, you know, being American. So they call you a Yuma, you're pretty much an
1: American or damn near a fucking foreign oh, exchange story. Nah, but Yuma can mean so many things. For example, you could be walking down the street in Cuba and somebody can say, oh, mira, Yuma ese. And somebody off-rip, Yuma, they associate it with money. He got bread. He brought something. We can get something from him. Uh, bro, you don't know how many people I know that literally they'll guide an American person through Cuba. And then when they're done, they're like, hey, you owe me 20 bucks. I guided you through all this shit. So, you know. Yeah, they're going to tell you the price. You're going to take a walk from me. One go way go or off. another, they got to... <laughs> You know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> come, come take a funny, walk. Let's hang
2: out for a second and have a conversation about nothing after you take it to the block. By the way, this conversation cost you 25 bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro.
0: <laughs> nah, but, but that, that album
1: caution. is something I think that you're going to you're gonna really like that one a lot, a lot, maybe more than the one that you heard because yeah. the music is so much more danceable, bro. I don't know if you follow like Cuban salsa like that, but the typical Cuban salsa sound—the name of it is called timba. Timba, yeah. All right, and and we have the one we have with La Diosa is una timba. I'm looking forward so, to that one. I am looking forward. Like to how that about one. this? Look, how about this? As a matter of fact, I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but I am gonna play the beginning just so that you can see what I'm saying.
0: The first you.
2: Oh, I can't hear it. Okay, I
1: can hear it. You hear it? But yeah, you know, it sounds a lot more danceable, bro. It's a lot more, you know, a lot more alive, less traditional. But That's what's up. Well, here's what I want to do right
2: now. I want to decode a couple of singles, a couple of joints you have from the album that I just like, it, it stood out for me. Oh, yeah. just, just off the fact that certain lyrics, there's a particular song that I, I do want to talk about, and I want to like actually do some sort of episode on this, but I'm just gonna hold it out because you know some people are ignorant of certain things about it. But I want to go to the track with um, where the single that you had La Faison with Tony Sunshine. What, what was the vibe in that in that joint? Cause um, wait before before you answer the question um, you know I just finished watching um. For the 50th time, the, the Wu-Tang documentary that came on Showtime. And one thing that Wu-Tang never did was we're going to give you a radio joint. We're not, we're not going to go to the radio. The radio needs to come to us because we're the one giving you the hot shit. I'm not going to give you a party joint or some fuck shit. Like No, we're giving you some shit that you guys li- listen to. Um, But with this joint, it does sound like something vibes that goes for the video. I mean, something that goes for the radio. So was this like the radio joint that you were trying to go for when you went with this vibe? Oh, not necessarily,
1: not necessarily, but it was it fit uh, the lane that I'm shooting for, which is what we were talking about before, which is the Cuban music with the rap and the trap, which was the identity that I feel we've lost as Miami people for a while. Like we don't have that style of music anymore. Everything's become just full blown like uh, F the Ops and I'm a murder somebody or. It's been completely the other way. You're gonna sing like a house song and and it's there's there's no like uh born and raised. There's no like 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 what we used to love of 305 music back in the day. I feel like we've lost a little bit of that. And I'm trying to 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 stay true to myself, but at the same time continue to build on this lane that we're building on, which is the the Cuban music with the rap and the trap.
2: So, um, well, it's safe to say because you're not the only one for the long, like, you know, with every region, you know, the music kind of progressed, but at the same time, you feel as like though you're losing something Is 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 watered down. It's, it's safe to say is is watered down with the, I, I had a question in my head, but now I lost, but I'm, for the most part, it, it feels like it's getting watered down. So it's like, um, are you trying to, I remember that, are you trying to like, what can I say, like find a balance, like trying to find a balance without like, you know, losing like your integrity or losing a hundred percent, a hundred percent, because Mm -hmm. I
1: think a big part of music, bro, is, is being yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what happens a lot in today's music. And that's why there's so much saturation in in the market today is because there's so many copies. I can name you a hundred young thugs right now. I can name you a hundred young boys. I can name you. There's, only one young boy, bro. You get what I'm trying to say. And there's only one young thug. And there's no like died. at the end of the day, I'm Let's trying go. to do aside from doing music that I feel is something that is not being done anymore. How you say? I'm trying to maintain not my integrity, but 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 it is like like how do I put it? Floyd Mayweather. You're not gonna see Floyd Mayweather fighting UFC, bro, because he's not a UFC fighter. Yeah. He's a boxer. Yeah. So. It's the same concept, you know what I'm saying? I stay in my lane. If I do step out my lane, it's because I want to and because I feel comfortable doing so. But to go do it, to experiment, to see if it works out, like you're not gonna see me do a dembo video next week. Okay, gotcha. Get what so I'm saying? So
0: basically, gotcha. the authenticity, like that's what you're looking at. Like you, are, you, are, you, you're being authentic to yourself. So therefore, that's hundred percent. That's what you're rocking with, and don't say you know you gotta. You always want to. You, that's, in, like, that's that important to me saying, because you
1: know? that's important to me because this is something that aside from spending a lot of time and money on this is a representation of who you are your music is that so it be. that's that's why in my opinion like if you knew me as a person you would know that i'm cuban as fuck off the bat
0: mm-hmm. you would know that
1: <laughs> and number two you would know for a fact that I am a huge hip-hop head. I listen to everything from Most death all the way to... Bro, Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt to Nazilmatic, all the way to French Montana's last album. Like I'm somebody that I give everybody a chance. I'm a huge hip-hop fan. And aside from being a huge hip-hop fan, I'm a Latin hip-hop fan. So I like Vico C. I like Cocuyuela. I like uh, Domingo oh, cool. and what he's done for the yeah. culture, don dinero. Like they all had their moments and their time. Domingo, somebody too. Domingo on my album, he was on that Domingo song man. Jimmy's. We, we need to that, get that was man. a huge oh, record,
0: man. bro. Well, he was the one that was doing the the chorus on the on live at Jimmy's, right? Yep. Yes. Jimmy's. Yeah, that's him. I remember because he because yeah. it's because it's uh he did the chorus. He did the chorus on that shit, but he but also Domingo, the producer from Brooklyn, made the beat. He his made name is hanging. Domingo.
1: Yeah, the same guy. The same guy. So, it's the same guy. Oh, so so is that so that's like his his artist name, D- Domingo. He's a aside from being a beast singer that his voice is super unique. He has one of these sonero voices that his voice sounds oh, like yeah yeah
0: he's like, 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 a, he's like like old like, school with it, bro.
1: Aside from that, he's a beast
0: piano player.
1: That's crazy because I didn't I like, didn't realize how about that, this
0: that was his name too, like his.
1: Domingo played piano check this out. Mike, Domingo played piano for Celia Cruz. That's crazy. Whoa. Hold on, hold on. Hector Lavoe. Domingo oh. was the manager for Teo Calderón.
0: He sorted on a lot of people. Like Domingo, him,
1: he... <laughs> Domingo was on Flowers for the Dead with Cuban Link for yeah. for the homenaje to Big Pun. He was on Panapana which was Don Dinero's hit. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: oh, oh, he did that. Oh, his his discography is stupid. I just like, like, I didn't know about the the Cruz so part. he's but, a real uh, OG. Oh, he,
1: no, he piano player, like, like on a god level, bro. Like god level. He's
0: super oh, yeah, he's nasty. And, and aside you know, from I mean, that, like, I part.
1: have two <laughs> records with him on my album, and I have one with him and Don Dinero, which they're the they were the collaboration for the song Panapana, Pana, which was a big thing down here in Miami. So what, what, I was super what, happy to get them both on a song, bro. What was the joint he did on Pun's album?
2: Huh? What was the joint he did on Pun's album?
1: The joint
0: With, that who told Domingo did. Domingo what? did. Domingo uh, did like like two or three, I think. He did. Right, he did out two out. or three
2: joints. I think he did. Um, I think he did. Dream shatters on that album.
0: On on it the first be. one, yeah, I uh, think okay, that I'm was fun. him. Like both versions, yeah. actually, because he had to. You know, there was like the. Like the original version and the one that was on the album. Let
2: me see. I didn't know there was, I didn't know. Yeah, was, like okay, it's, like, it's one
0: of those, like, look up the credits and shit. This is, you know, Google search time. Okay, <laughs> right. he, but no, no the right. He's he, he, he did, he did work with, he, he did, did Dream Shadow, right? Yeah, he did Dream Shadows. Bro,
1: aside sure. from that, if I'm not mistaken, he was the VP of the Latin division, either at Sony or Atlantic.
0: Oh. That sounds about right.
1: <laughs> so, hey, you, you
2: think you think you could pull some strength? that could have him on the show. You, know, you think we'll talk later on and see if you can pull him? <laughs> in? Because... I could
1: definitely, I could hey, definitely man. call him. I'll call him for sure. Yeah, I can't, I can't make him do it, but I could ask him
2: yeah, for sure. Ask him, just ask him. You know, there's a there's a couple of hip hop questions. You know, like to nerd
1: out. So nah, have... for sure. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll do it. I like, I like
0: oh, to man, ask. That's like uh, him, him, PF Cutting, Tony Touch. Like it's a whole collective of. Like you, you see, like that way, you see that East whole sound. Yeah. where oh, is it, bro? Like, they're disgusting, yeah. bro. And, Tony, yeah, was and, closest, and
2: cl- Tony was the closest Tony was the closest one that probably took could have took it to Main Street. Tony. Tony took which was is the closest why, one.
1: Which is why I'm saying I feel look, not only am I making that style of music, bro, but I'm blessed to be able to make that style of music with the people that that really did that shit yeah. in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's so much more you fun because it's like good. I'm working with people that I literally used to listen to. I used to jam to live at Jimmy's. I used to jam to Panapana. Pana. I used to jam to a hundred percent with big pun. Yeah. And to see that I have not only a song, but a video with a lot of these people. And I've built relationships with them. Like I'm a friend, like I'm friends with Domingo. I'm friends with Don Dinero. You know, these are people that they've opened a lot of doors for me, bro. They've done a lot That's of dope. things for me to help me That's as dope. a, not just as an artist, but as a person, and I will never not say that somewhere. If I have the chance to say that, I'm always gonna say that that those people have made major contributions to my artistic and personal life. So.
2: That's what's up, man. And you know, I mean, real recognized real. So when they see the talent, you know, they support the talent behind it, man. So you've been blessing that department, man. That's what's up. That's
1: I appreciate up. that, man. Big time.
2: Yeah. So the next joint I want to talk about is um the title caught me. So when I heard the title, I like, okay, I I know we're going with this. Um Domingo's in is in this too palante with Don Dinero. What right. well, well, what was the vibe in that one? Cause I you know y'all was y'all was saying y'all some some shit there. Y'all were on some MC yeah. Spanish yeah. lyrical shit right
1: there. It looked the, like it was, like, a slug there fest. was
0: some serious bar work on that. It, it sounded like a slugfest.
1: <laughs> I like that one a lot, bro. Nah, uh, bro. To be honest, uh, I went to a studio. Domingo works also with Memphis Bleak. And uh, one time I got invited to Memphis's studio called Warehouse Music Group here in Miami. And when I showed up to the studio, Domingo was there by himself, kind of just listening to beats. And I told him that I had a song that was kind of like a salsa rap song that I wanted him to jump on. And he loves all that, that salsa rap stuff because imagine he was like one of the pioneers of that sound in our reality, too, when you really think of it, because he was un sacero. That made the transition to the urban side and then also made a bunch of hits on the urban side too. And when he heard the song from the beginning, he was like, hell yeah, bro, let's do it. And we wrote it together. We came up with everything there in the studio, me and him. He jumped on the song. And after he jumped on the song, I brought the song back to Miami, back to my side of town. And I waited for Don Dinero to come down from Jersey. And when he came down from Jersey, I played him the music and he was like, man, I like that one. And I'm like, what's up? You want to get on it? And he was like, let's do it. And he jumped on it, too. And they hadn't worked on anything for quite a while, too, since way back in the day. And that was super dope, bro, to be able to put them both together on a record, uh, given their history and the fact that they have they mean a lot to even Domingo means something to the Cuban culture. That song Panapana is like a Miami hit, bro. Like if you're from Miami... And you grew up in Miami, and you're Cuban, or your parents were Cuban. You heard that shit a lot, bro. Uh, they
0: played that shit on Power Ninety Six all the time. <laughs> a lot.
1: So that's, I'm that, super that, happy, bro. Not just to be able to work with him, but like I said, bro, I have a. He's a great person, bro. You know, and he's done a lot for me. That's what's up. That's what's up. This next joint, another one. When I when I when I heard when I
2: saw the title with this one, I'm like. I think I know where he's going with this, but if it is where I think where he's going with this, then I get him going to a sneaky deep that with um, Agua. Ah, oh, yeah. Agua.
1: So, <laughs> mi pregunta es, ¿tu eres hijo
2: de, 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 de Llamayá?
1: Huh?
2: Hijo de, de, de you
1: just... Bro, if I tell you, you won't believe me, bro. But long story <laughs> short, my whole family, uh, with the exception of my mother and my father, they are all in the religion so growing up i was never really exposed to it like uh like i was exposed to it but i was i wouldn't practice it do you get what i'm saying so i'm educated on it yeah and i i believe a lot of what the culture and and the religion stands on which is really whatever you wish for me i wish it back for you times 25 yeah and uh and if you do good you get good. So that's kind of the 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 basis, if you really think about it, for any religion. So people uh-huh. like to look at that in a different light, when in all reality, uh, it's like anything else, bro. Tu cosecha lo que tu siembra. So if you're going around treating people bad at some point, you're bound to be treated bad because that's what you're doing. And that's the uh-huh. same basis for anything. So, but no, I'm actually not in the religion, bro, but I'm somebody that I am heavy around people that are in the religion. Don Dinero is un babalao. All right.
0: Uh, oh, Domingo is yeah. un babalao.
1: Oh, okay. Uh
0: You know it's you know? crazy? Like, you mentioned that, and, and I met the D- Don Dinero once um, in 2001. And it was him, Cuban. Like, you remember when Icons was, was popping in Miami, they was like, get fucked up, get fucked up. Like, they was Bro, killing man. it, right? So, you know, that era was, <clears throat> was something else in Miami. Don dinero oh, Cuban was just like, he had just bounced with Tevin Squad. And they're performing, and Cuban was a good friend of my cousin, so so we link up with him and with, with Don dinero on, on uh, Collins Ave. Yo, and you know he had the whole sit on, like, but the blanco, like with the but, like, you know, this shit was fly, but it was still like but the blanco, and he still had his beads on and everything. I'm like, yo, he really about this, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, how about this? I did a media tour with Don Dinero, and this is gonna let you know a lot about him. Uh, when we did the media tour. Uh, he came down from New York and he was staying here at my place. And when he was staying at my place, the only reason he was staying at my place is because the media tour, you start super early. So you're, you have to be on the road like at seven in the morning and we're done with everything at night, like at four or five, six in the morning. Sometimes we might sleep an hour before the next thing. So bro, he would literally, we would go to bed like at five or six in the morning from being out at clubs, playing music, uh, promoting our records and stuff like that. And we'll come home, go to sleep for two hours. And I'm waking up to take a shower. And this guy has, all, he didn't even go to sleep. He went and wor- worked out in my backyard for like two hours or an hour and a half, took a shower and then left without no sleep. He went, still worked out and did that for the whole week, my brother. On oh, one and two hours of sleep, wake up, work out every single day, every single day, every single day, every single day. He wouldn't miss it no matter what, even if he didn't go to bed. He worked out. Oh, god, I just got
0: that's kind go of discipline, better. man. Yeah, bro, <laughs> oh, the fuck am I doing he's
1: now? a nine. He, be <laughs> nah, I'm gonna be honest, bro. He aside from that, he's really brought out like the best in me, bro. He's been. I, I respect that man more than I respect anybody that I've worked with because he's the one that opened doors for me in the beginning when nobody would
2: that's what's for up. real
1: for real
0: that's that's, that's love right there and that's respect like he's probably like he pushes you to you know bring out the best in you and like he knows what what works and what wouldn't work you know what I'm saying so yeah
1: 100 percent. No, and like That's I told you, he took, me, it, he took me on a press run, bro, and showed me the game. He, he taught me the game. He taught me the business. He taught me, introduced me to a lot of people. If it wasn't for him, a lot of things that are going on for me and my people wouldn't be going on. So I'm not going to lie, bro. He's somebody that aside from on a musical tip, him, Domingo, Edica, these are people that, that I've been blessed to build friendships with and... And like I said, bro, they've done so much for me, bro. I, I wish I could do more than what I'm already doing to be able to, to elevate the sound, bro, and take the sound to new heights and hopefully take it to somewhere and places that it's never been before.
2: Dope, dope, dope. That's true. Go, we're we're going to go to a couple of more joints that I, that I ran through. Um Hefe. I think that was the first one you gave me before you had the whole album out, if I, if, I, if I don't recall. Hefe.
1: And yeah, that was
2: like a drill. And that yeah. kid... Chesco, yeah, yeah, that's that was um. I I went through this track again. It's like some 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 heavy balls talk out there.
1: <laughs> very very very
2: cocky. We made this song, you guys. Very high high Yeah,
1: nah, man. I really Just tried to, to give a, a lot of different vibes, bro. I wanted to give a lot of different vibes. I didn't want the album to have one sound. I wanted it to be like a lot of different stuff. It's, it's, it's really like a compilation album when you listen to it, because I have a lot of features, bro. I'm working with a lot of people, sometimes multiple people on one song. So I purposely wanted to work with people that were from my roots, people that I grew up listening to, people that uh, that embody that sound that I'm trying to, to shoot for. So uh, what was I going to say? This guy, Chesco, is an up and coming rapper too from Cuba. Have you heard the name Yomil Dani? Nah. Yomil, nah. y El Dani, yeah. They were like, they were like the biggest thing out of Cuba a couple years back, like really, really big. Yomil y El Dani. One Wait, of they them died them pass recently. Passed away. Eldani. Yes. Yes. My yeah. One of them passed okay. away. Yes, so, yes. 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 So long story short, that guy Yomil, he signed this young kid from Cuba because he really liked how he rapped. And he made a bunch of music with his kid and all that. And in the mix of all that stuff, I was blessed to link with him, too. And he he liked what I was doing. I liked what he was doing. I sent him that record. He jumped on it. He sent me one of his. I jumped on one of his and yeah, like I said, I, I went with the drill because he's one of these like lyrical in Spanish rappers that likes to like really play with bars and stuff yeah, like that. I heard it. And I didn't have a drill. I didn't have a drill on the album and drill was hot at the time. Uh, yeah. So I was like, you know what, bro, let me try to the... it's still within the rap and trap and hip hop realm. So I like to stretch my arm and work on new stuff. But at the same time, bro, like I said, I like to stay in my lane. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um... And the last track I want to get to was the final track Don de Um Roxana Iglesia. Yeah, bro. One hell of a voice there.
1: Nah, she's she's One really, really voice. talented. She One plays the violin. Voice. She's yes, a beast.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's kinda of like um like fucking Kanye. So what was up, um, Kanye West Homie, the violin chick? Benny Benny R. Uh, oh uh, yeah, Mary Bernari. Mary yes,
0: Bernari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
2: Fire, you guys, you 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 yourself Benny R.E. in the squad right now?
1: Pretty much. She's like our Benny Ari, pretty much, I would say. Uh, Aside from the fact that she's a good singer, she has her own salsa band in Cuba. So she lives here now. So she's been organizing her stuff from here. But long story short, she's a a musical mastermind, bro. That girl knows how to compose, write music, all kinds of next level stuff. Yeah. And yeah, that was the song that opened all the doors for me, bro, was that song, Donde Quiera. It was the song that I met Don Dinero with. Okay. It was the song that uh, Roxana jumped on. And aside from that, it's, it's the song that that allowed me to meet people like Domingo, that allowed me to meet people like Tony Sunshine, that allowed me to meet a lot of people that, that are already in somewhat that world and that allowed me to have the blessing of being able to work with them. Who produced it? I did. Oh, you did
2: know that? Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. Nice. Um let me see. Yeah, so with that being said, I had okay, I had an interview with one of my boys a couple of months ago and um you know, you guys' story are kind of similar because he was a rapper here from Boston and you know, he went from, you know, like I saw the grind. I saw the grind. He used to perform anywhere from like a park, a high school, you know, like he really grinded out, and it went from him, you know, just doing freaky dinky spots, And now, he, he his track he did with DJ Premier just got him out of here. So one of the things he, he 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 he's happy about being an MC. He he hates the politics behind it, but the one thing he does enjoy, he does say that you know I went from like you know being a cat that I used to pay to see these artists and fan out. Now all these artists know who I am. Like, I could actually call Met the man and be like, yo, Met was good. I could call DJ Premier and be like, yo, Premier, what's going on? Let's chop it up. I could call Bun B and be like, yo, Bun, Uncle Bun, I'm going to Texas. And, you know, you go to Texas and there's people going look out for him. So, and I'm seeing the similarities you have with um, Don Dinero and Erika and Dominguez and stuff like that. And the one thing he also, I asked him, you know, because when he came out and he had his joint, it actually was a bidding war. And he was actually considered by going Major. But... He figured if you deal with the major, they're going to take a lot of your authenticity, and, you know, they're going to take a lot of your integrity behind it. So with that being said, you know, you you got from, from the outside looking in, you got a really, really strong buzz. Are you thinking about either going major or you're just good where you're at right now where you can take more control of your artistic work?
1: I'm not going to shut any opportunities away, bro. But at the same time, I am somebody that uh, maintaining creative control is something that is super important to me. Because like I said, I I identify myself a lot with my music. I have to feel it. If not, I'm not going to stand up on stage and do my thing because I need to connect with the music before we can get other people to connect with the music. So at least for me, that's something that is super important. So I'm sure that that would be a huge deciding factor on top of all the other numerical problems that contracts bring. but but I'm definitely open for for all kinds of uh, major things. if it has major tied to it, I'm down to talk about it.
0: Partnerships and you know just like like hey here's a, here's a chance like let's put out let's put out a single or something and you know you let you let a major distribute it. But you still keep, you know, like that, which is what I seen with with some of the established acts, right? Like a distribution say, uh, deal,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: like just a distro deal. where, like, look, um, an example actually is Fat Joe. Like Fat Joe hasn't had a major deal in like probably like 15, 16 years because he just like works with with um he does he lets the distro happen, you know, through his uh, through his deal with uh whoever he's working with. But the singles and everything, like a lot of that stuff, is just him kind of, you know, putting it in, which is, you know, something I I I actually like. I respect when artists do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like you keep more control of what you're doing, and and you also get the rewards because if that shit hit, man, the yeah, <laughs> you, know, the, you know. And now that I'm thinking about it, like like uh, and and and, cool. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I, no, I, no, boy, boy, ask. No. I I wanted to um to mention there's a there's a brother out there in Miami that that's my boy right there I've been listening to him and if you getting my son in the background my bad <laughs> but, nice. um but uh but my boy Ghost Rider who he been Bye. in the game for 15 16 years like he's he's a contemporary of Pitt and all these guys cool you know what I'm saying like like the people that was in the scene that was battling and you know, like shit, even recognized, recognize, you know what I'm saying? Like like those nah, guys. I'm right? not gonna
1: lie. I remember hearing Ghost Rider years ago, bro. When I heard him for the first time, I was like in awe. He's a beast, bro. Right. I'm not gonna the lie. Album, He's really good.
0: Like I mean, sure, like he he went and did a, did a what's it called with uh he had a session with, with Hope, you know, he went to he went to to Rock Nation offices and did that shit, you know. So like the the man is what's up, bro? Yo, a little man. <laughs> this dude trying to cut me off. But uh, no, he, uh, I think you and him should definitely like like politic and connect in some way because, man, if, if like, because based on what I like, the music I heard from Misa Aces, I'm like, dog, imagine that, that, you know, like the sort of Crosstown Connect kind of thing, like, like, nah, bro, South I Miami... Love,
1: I would yeah. love to. I would love to hear him on on some of the stuff that that like the vibe that I do because he be snapping, bro. He be snapping.
0: Bro. Yeah, shit. He did a whole album with uh, with Briscoe uh, two years ago, like He's a, a beast, whole bro. album. So it's like, yo, like there's that. And I'm just saying that as a suggestion, not like, you know, what I'm saying like, no, what you mean, beat, bro? I would love. It
1: would be an honor to, to me. He's another legend too. From from Miami, bro. If you really from Miami, like really, really from Miami, and you know the music scene in Miami, you've heard of that name before. Oh sure. yeah, what's, what's his
0: name? Yeah.
2: Briscoe.
1: Ghost Briscoe. Well,
0: Briscoe Brisco is is that's the old Palaka goon man. He um uh, he was down with Cash Money. He was signed to them for a while, and then he just okay. He he dropped all. He dropped from. He got dropped from there, and then he um he got locked up for a minute, but he got out, and then and him and and Ghost, Ghost Rider, like they. They were they already had worked before, but then they connected and did a whole album on the low. And they dropped that shit um in 2021 and it's fire, bro. So yeah, but yeah, uh I'm not gonna lie, that's
1: you know <laughs> super dope, bro. He's super talented. I, su- I I rock with him and and Briscoe too, bro. Briscoe's another legend too. If you grew up here in Miami, oh, yeah. that's something Miami, that you had no choice, Briscoe. you had to hear it.
0: Okay. Briscoe was everywhere, man. That voice is distinctive, <laughs> man.
2: Frisco. I guess I, I got to do my
1: homework. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, I'm gonna bring the album in full circle. But I do want to touch on this topic. We we always keep talking about it behind the scenes. But now that we got you live and direct, I want to have this conversation. What the fuck is up with us with the Cubans in the music scene and why the fuck we can't get out of Florida?
1: Just make sure my I to it. I'm gonna, <laughs> you, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. No, aside we have, from the fact that we have a cultural problem uh in that sense bro when we talk rap music hip-hop bro there's this huge disconnect bro between cuba and the united states my brother even though it's 90 miles away what's popping over here is not popping over here and what's popping over here is not popping over here and it's only 90 miles away bro What plays on the radio over here does not play on the radio over here. It gets to people in Cuba. You know what I'm saying? Because they have connections with people that live over here or in other parts of the country where they hear about what's happening in America. It gets to them. For example, Michael Jordan, a bunch of that information, it got to Cuba is what I'm saying. But at the same time, bro, they don't know about the Benny the Butchers and they don't know about... You understand what I'm saying? Like, the knowledge is limited when it comes to rap, hip-hop. They haven't been exposed to all that because aside from the disconnect, they don't speak the language. So, yeah. my brother, like, I feel like when you think of Cuban rap, you think of underground music that sounds like boom-bap. You know what I'm saying? It's not your... Like I said, there's no such thing as a commercial rap sound. And when you think of commercial reggaeton on a Cuban side, off the bat, the first name that pops up to your head is... Gente de Sona. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yep. So
1: when you look at them, with all due respect, I have all the respect in the world for them. These people are pioneers in their lane and they've reached unimaginable things and won all kinds of awards. But the music is tropical. It's not urban.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's not So
1: so once again, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have a Mike Towers. We don't have a a Rao Alejandro. We don't have a Bad Bunny. We don't have... We don't have nothing that is the competition to what the big dogs are doing. You understand what I'm saying, in my opinion. And we because like we even, don't, we shit don't shit have it, that.
2: Yeah, the shit didn't even hit, hit up in Boston. So I'm like, okay, can we like, what can we do to make sure the shit in, it, like hits up north? You know, they'll hit Jersey. They'll hit Jersey. In gente,
1: Sona's done big things, but Gente, Sona's not popping right now. Like popping, popping right now. Yeah. And nobody in the Cuban community right now is popping, popping right now so in my that, opinion that's, bro
0: that's a combo me and cuba, cuba I have, man. like yo who's was good it was with, good with the cuban artist man like there's so much talent out there but
1: mm-hmm. there's nothing there's no quality commercial but still urban content my brother being pumped out on a monthly basis there isn't there just isn't uh, which is why like i wish that aside from the fact that we don't support one another So, you know, with all due respect, like, when you see Puerto Ricans boxing, you see every Puerto Rican in the world watching that boxing match. When you see Mexicans doing something, all of them are cheering on that Mexican guy fighting at a UFC fight or this or at that or whatever the case may be. My brother, we don't support each other, bro. People don't like to hear that shit, but it's the truth, bro.
0: You mentioned that shit about UFC, and it's true even in Miami, dog. Like, Like, they're not supporting the guys that are literally in UFC. I'm like, dog, this dude, this dude was training at, at the gym that's on 107 by FIU. You know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like like that sort of thing. It's like, damn, this dude was there. He made it all the way to, to that level. Man, come on. And it's true. It's like, there's no support amongst the community. And that's whack because it's like, look what's been built here by these people that came with nothing. You know what I'm saying? You guys, let me say I something. Real,
2: you- real, quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Let me say something. Big, I'm going to say something. Al Horford played for the fucking Boston Celtics, and when he fucking made it to the finals, he was fucking all Dominican newspaper out here in Lawrence. Nigga became yeah. like the president for a week. The fact that he, he was <laughs> made it to the finals. The flags were out. In the finals, when, when he were playing here in Boston, the fucking flags were out here in the fucking Boston Garden oh, yeah. out here. The,
1: you see what I'm saying? Here. They were out. It's sad, bro. It's sad. <laughs> like, there's no support. You look at uh, one of these Puerto Rican reggaetoneros have a show out here in Miami and they sell out that fucking FTX arena in fucking God oh, knows how man. long for two or three days in a row. We have a tough time selling out UM's basketball court, bro. I'm just
0: saying, that's five That's like a, a capacity of like 5,000 people at most. God damn. Yeah, man. <laughs>
1: no, I think it's more. I think it's more. But I still don't think that it's like at the level of what? You know what I'm saying? Oh man. no,
0: no, it's not the same. The same the capacity we're, of the same. Yeah, man. We're struggling that bad in Florida.
1: In fucking
2: Florida, we're struggling that bad,
1: brother. I wanna God. I wanna also remind you, keep in keep in mind the demographic of the Cuban people. How many rich ass Cuban people do you know?
2: Yeah, I could count point in one hand. <laughs> we all
1: grinding, we all working, we all trying to make yeah. it happen. So when you hey. really think about it, bro, we don't when I mean by we don't support each other. When have any of us paid to go see a gente de Sona, Jacob Forever, Ed Dygan? When have we paid our money to go watch that shit? Unless
2: it was like a club or something like that. I, I mean, you get I got what I'm, I'm telling they, you though. Yeah, I can't even, even up, then,
0: even then. Bro, bro but bro, I've like... paid
1: to go watch Lil Wayne. I've paid to go watch uh what is this? MMG and Rick Ross. I've paid to go watch Jay-Z. I've paid. I've gone. Yeah, so it's, it's hypocritical it's support, on my part yeah. too I feel like we all need to we all need to contribute more as a society to each other bro the same way for to a certain extent for example the Jewish community they they help each other a lot from within they put each other on the so, money stays the mitzvah, within the community bro, the
0: commandment, I feel know? like
1: we're so destructive with one another bro the Cuban culture they're quicker to, to put up a video talking shit about you about how you're fake as hell and they, or your jewelry's fake, or this is this, or you're uh-huh. viviendo una movie, or this is it's always a, something destructive. We're trying to like no, but I'm better than this guy, and I'm this, and it's always that shit, bro. And we're never gonna get anywhere with that shit, bro. Oh,
2: so we fucking became look at Puerto Ricans,
1: bro. Daddy Yankee was working with Don Omar when we sing in Yandel. They were bro, they were competing, but they're all grinding there together, yeah. making that shit grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. My brother, it's sad, bro. It, Too many chiefs, sad. not not enough Indians.
0: Yep, And, and it's like the, here's an example, right? The, um, you know, the, you mentioned the thing about, let's say a tiger is going to perform at, at the, the U S bank arena or the at the, the university of Miami. And he, he's not going to get the crazy crowd or whatever in there, but, um, but let it be somebody else is going to perform there. That they're gonna get that mid-sized crowd because they know they can't fill up the FTX arena in downtown, and that shit'll be filled up. Pero like the thing is also people are not going to um you remember Maya um, que ten la ocho, like a classic, classic venue. That shows even in that movie Chef that John Favreau did. Um, like if going to those little venues, and I mentioned that because I used to be there regularly to go see uh, DJ Spam and Spam All-Stars. You know, like that his whole band is Cuban, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. So it's like, like, bro, who where are the people that are supporting this sort of thing, you know? It should uh, be what the and local. When you
1: think about it, how many Cubans are there in Miami, bro? A good <laughs> yeah. amount. A good amount.
0: Brother, that if we
1: were to all work together, no one would be able to fuck with us, bro, because oh, yeah. we outnumber them over here. There's no way around it.
0: And and also uh, also the other thing, bro, is like the I think what happens just me is, you know, like having, you know, I I, I grew up in Miami. I I left as in my, my mid teens and I went back as an adult, you know what I'm saying? Like by the time I got back I was 19. I left at 20, came back at 24. I I lived almost 15 years of my life in Miami and one of the things that happens within the Cuban community in particular and I'm just saying this as as an outsider uh to the to the Cuban culture is there isn't this desire like you're good, you know what I'm saying? Like once you're there, you're comfortable, you're good. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like dog, no, like there's so much more to see. And I've and I always had a love for the people that it's like, man, if y'all, if y'all were to take this and run with it and go somewhere else, like spread your wings, don't be afraid to fly, because you're know, like this isn't an, an opportunity, make it happen, my G, because real for real. Like Cubans from other parts of the country, man, it's just like a different mindset. You know, you know what I mean? Like just, just like the, the way, you Look, know, the, where the where does Daddy Yankee
1: <laughs> live? Daddy Yankee's Puerto Rican. He lives in yeah. Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Where does Jay-Z live? Right now in right California. Now in California. Now in, now in yeah. California, but for a big chunk of his life, where did he stay? He's in New York. I mean, he He's lived New York. in New
0: York okay. Okay. his whole life.
1: By the way, we're the only people that can't live in their country and make money over there and come over here and bounce back and forth and just make bread. We're the only ones that are not allowed to do it. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because our own people are going to look at you and judge you.
0: Yeah. That yeah. Damn, that's exactly it. That's, that's keeping at a 1,000, bro. FYI,
1: if you were Venezuelan, Puerto Rican, Dominican, wherever, you can go right now, make a song with El Alfa in the DR, and come right back and make it with Justin Bieber here and play ping pong back and forth and
0: become a millionaire. We can't do that, yeah, yeah, and that's part of it. And part, and it is that judgment that you mentioned, like that. That's crazy because I would. I, I hadn't thought of it, but it's like, damn, I, I've seen that shit so many times. It's like, oh, why y'all got to judge so damn much, man? It's no, but people. I understand it. We do it too, so I get it.
1: <laughs> no, I understand it because I'm not standing all the way on one side, but I'm not standing all the way on the other about it either of because course, you know? I've lived a lot of injustices just in relation to my family when it pertains to political things. So to be real with you, bro, I think that... The for example, you know when those people jumped out on the street, Mike, and they started complaining Elonzo de Julio about, about Patria y Vida and all that stuff that was yeah. going on. Yeah. If you really like dig deep, deep, deep into all that stuff, Trump was the president at the time. Okay. And Trump had stopped all money sending to Cuba for four months. Did you know that? I know you put a yeah, halt on that. that. I remember you put a halt to that. I remember the Cuban community played a big part to that, and I
2: understood so I just... So I, I want to point it?
1: out to you will, that I, four months went by where no one here can send a fucking dollar over there to help nobody, and the people yeah. got so bad that they fucking hit the street like, fuck this shit.
2: Yeah, so I, I,
1: I understood that part. I, I, I got it. I I understood why he would
2: to do If that's what about happens that.
1: in four months, imagine if they cut money sending over there again. People are going to pasar hambre, bro. People are going to be like, you know what? A lot of people over there depend on us to send that money over there. And that's the
2: problem, man. They need to stop depending on us and finally take it to the street. to what's going on with those people, man, because we can't be spoon be. And it's not not a Cuban thing. It's really like an island thing because when you come across a lot of people, but a lot of island people, they're ignorant, not in a bad way, but they're not in the know. They think you come to America, you're automatically rich, and you automatically got it. And they so like you they, they all assume you automatically got the, the, it. The
0: diaspora don't help it. in that in that regard, though. You yeah, know? They, they want yeah, but to but the
1: part them. the part that they the won't maintain. talk to you about, or the part that you don't see also, is my brother. There's 12-year-old boys that are in jail for God knows how many years now because all they did was be expressive about their opinion as to yeah. this yeah. shit. So we're grown-ass men talking about this shit. But think about it, bro. There's moms right now that lost yep. their 12-year-old boy to a fucking prison in Cuba because all he did was express himself. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Oh, like he oh, he didn't want to fight. And, and, oh, oh he didn't want to fight houses. I say that from a
1: standpoint of, with all due respect, I mean this, like with all the respect in the world to people like, for example, Otaola and all the people that promote that movement. And I stand for that movement. But we have to also be conscious of the fact that Otaola was in Cuba at one point, and he didn't do none of the shit he's asking all these people to do. Yeah, you feel me? I feel like it takes up it takes a, a big ass set of balls, bro, to live in Cuba, and to be like, you know what, bro? Fuck this shit, and walk outside and be expressive with twenty other people knowing where the fuck you're gonna go. And that's the one thing you know. It's crazy because my mom, so like, my mom, like,
2: loves that man. But that's the one thing she doesn't agree on me because we had it. We we have a choice. You go there and fight, or you could come here and avoid the nonsense because you know what? And honestly, it, it, there's not a right or wrong act, um, right or wrong answer. You just have a choice. You either go out there and fight or you escape it. You know what I mean? But you can't also promote that you gotta go there and fight when you got nothing to fight with. You know, you got your fists, they got guns, you know. That's what I'm saying. Phone. Those people
1: don't even have Dude. weapons, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, think about that. Think now, about that. That's sad yeah. as fuck, bro. So, oh, oh, so the only way we could go out there, if they
2: help us fight fair, which for whatever reason, they don't want to fucking help us. But if we help us fight fair,
1: then we'll go down there and go to war. I'll go to war if I have to. You give me the weapons I need to do the shit. Here's another crazy analogy. How many times have you heard, no, but the Americans aren't getting involved in Cuba because of Russia. Russia's a potential
0: threat.
2: Ain't no fucking so we can kick Russia's ass. They fucking so why the hour.
0: fuck
1: are we helping Ukraine,
0: bro? I know money has a big part of it. Oh, that's 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 geopolitics at a, yeah, that's at a, a bigger that's level. A... It's like get get basically the whole goal is ain't so we're sending billions the of dollars over
1: there to help this country fight Russia, and we couldn't send fucking wireless internet to the people in Cuba. That's all we were asking for we in no Congress. Ever. Give us Wi-Fi, yeah. To like, allow right. you, to allow us to continue to show the world what the fuck we're living. That's all I, we wanted was we, Wi-Fi. We, to continue to show the world what we're going through.
2: Humanity, You And they couldn't send service. us
1: Wi-Fi. But Elon Musk was willing to send Wi-Fi for the people in Ukraine. And yeah. we can't do it to an island that's off the coast of fucking Miami 90 miles away. Yeah. No, bro.
2: It's, it's, it's fuck shit. I
1: it's think it's a lot deeper. I think it's a lot deeper than what we know. There's a reason why there's we haven't reason. stepped foot there yet, bro. Yeah. Because and never, and we've gotten running. involved in a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with us. But wait less. we've had many situations that have called for us to, to step in and do something. And we haven't. I think that there's something that maybe I don't even know what the fuck is going on. But I think it's something deeper than what we know, bro. It, it's, it we, has we, to we, be.
0: We've we have a to base in Cuba,
1: too, Guantanamo you know what I'm saying? That is a big crucial part of the island in the sense of like from a defense standpoint for them. Like there's a lot of weird stuff going on, bro. It's just sad that that from a political standpoint, there's the most, the most successful Cubans in the world are not in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's been like that for a long time. too. Like even pre pre revolution and so I oh, want you
1: true. to think about how much more successful we would be if we had the ability to have something like Puerto Rico, which, by the way, mm. they complain about. They don't like the union of the United States with Puerto Rico, w- and w- we're w- here begging for like a drop of water in our bucket over here, like this. Yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Well, I, I I get their frustration because they really America America they put them
2: in a corner, like you know, you well, know. I don't know the, the full people... severity
1: of all that because they, I'm they not put Puerto them in a Rican. corner. Yeah, they put but in i will say more. i will it's say this lie.
2: it's bad
1: bro uh cubans are willing to jump on a raft and risk their life with their whole family just to have a chance at this shit one
2: hundred percent, 100 percent, and that well that's what
1: a, a, a lot of people not
2: to dismiss you know pr or dr or any other people mean it's just like our story is different that's why when um when this asshole came up with the fucking book about the previous thing i'm like you know what just just for the sake of argument Fine, you gave us this fucking privilege. Do you know how much we have to give up to get this fucking privilege? It was a lot. You know what I mean? It was a whole fucking lot. You know, this means that families cannot come back. That means that if you leave and go back to you, can't it, and in your Cuban company punch out. You know, you're stuck in that island. I would listen to this podcast, and it was this Cuban dude who um, had his mom, you know, because I mean? she didn't know the, 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 the situation of going back and forth to Cuba when the revolution started. So this is probably 1962, 63. She took a plane to Cuba and she couldn't leave. She was stuck in that island and she couldn't like come back to like 26 years later because she was held hostage and they couldn't like get her out of it. She was stuck in that island for 26 years. She couldn't leave. So that's the law that people don't even know that we had a risk with. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, variations, a lot of situations people don't even know.
1: So, um I, like, I think know, there's I, political I don't want to say that we're at a worser political situation than any other country. I think what I meant to say is more along the lines of brother, we're not even allowed to say who we like. we're not even allowed to be like, I like this guy over this guy. we don't even yeah. have a choice of picking a guy. they haven't had yeah. a choice for 63 years. so 64 now we want to keep counting that 64 so, yeah, January you know what I'm saying like when I look at that, Brother, like, aside from the fact that the architecture, the cars, and all this shit hasn't changed in all that time, it's what we were talking about before. Look at at Cuban boxing, to give you an idea. The best Cuban, we're known worldwide for being, like, one of the best boxers in the world, even at an Olympic level. Right? Cubans. Brother, every Cuban athlete, from baseball players to boxers to anything, when they make it to the United States, almost always, they made it here past their prime. Yeah, yeah. they washed. Yep. Yoel Romero on the in the oh. UFC still beasting at like fucking 45, 47 years old, <laughs> however Yo, old that wow. guy is. Okay, look at the, the shape that guy's in, bro. And in my opinion, like think about Yoel Romero in the United States of America at 19 years old, like that.
0: I'll be taking over I mean,
2: everything.
1: At, at you feel that- Look at the baseball players. at Duque. Ed Duque got here later in his career. What do you think yeah. would have happened with that man if he would have got here at 18 years old as a prospect?
0: Dude, he still, he still got a ring. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the yeah. crazy part. Like no like, one, Whoa. no, he got like three it, or four. Three because it was, it was, uh, it was like ninety. The Subway Series. He yeah, won a couple of the Mets, them. The, and before that, and like uh, two years before, you know, I think, his brother he got here and won
1: one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I, I saw that. I mean, I didn't see it, but my pops was, was he got to go to the game. So you you saw shot. Y'all,
2: y'all seen the 30 for 30 series on the episode? I
0: have on On which one? Which the, 30 for te-
2: the 30 for 30 on ESPN. They had an episode on their
0: story.
1: On the, oh, for on both the of them?
0: For Le'Von? Yeah, and brother, he he the man. brother.
1: Oh, yeah, the yeah, brothers? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah I think I saw that a while ago. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't see it. I'm gonna look that shit up. Yeah, go watch that, man. I I I ordered ESPN just to watch the 30 for 30 series because I don't think I'm obsessed with right now, but um I'm trying to catch up with the episodes. But mm-hmm. yo, my man, he tried to escape like damn near five different times before that in his mid 20s. Yo, yo. Before they you know what I mean, and he it kept failing. And it wasn't because like he couldn't they couldn't catch him, it was because something weird happened, like you know, like the shit wasn't working. Or the people didn't come through, like he went through mad episodes trying to fucking leave that island. And then once no, he finally did it, it was like um they showed us the very the, the the video of how they escaped through like the the hotel video. It was like some damn near escaping in jail shit.
0: Like it was a it was plan. Like, it was like a spy, it was like a spy movie. I remember yeah, everybody's talking like yo, it was a whole situation sad, just for man. him to get out. And yeah, I think like, about, that's, how, that's think about
1: how many more Cuban millionaires there would be in the world, bro. If if the political situation was just a little different.
2: Little man. And you know, it, it's not us, it's dumb. Like we are and that's nigga's frustrated like us the community you're saying is is dumb. It's them the whole time, it's been dumb. Um, I think for the most part, you know, if you're a person with common sense, you know it's dumb, but you're always gonna have the the assholes that think otherwise. But you know, for the record, it's been them the whole time you're holding everybody back because they're just sick bastards. And they want to keep control of power. They, I mean, I mean, they
0: I, use it and they, they use it, bro. Like you know, to they use the excuse of like, oh, el embargo or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And the and it doesn't help that also there are people there are people here that have that have not done their part or they've not helped the situation, which is like, bro. Like if you're in a position to help, like one of the issues I always had for example like with somebody who's an idol in the community who's idolizing the community Jorge Macanosa, is like like a lot of his fortune actually came from from you from u.s taxpayer dollars like he was he was the, the radio mambi money to like you know what i'm saying to like set himself up when he dies his net worth was like 100 million you know now his son's running oh yeah dog like like 100 million plus and now his son is a billionaire like you don't understand how how rich Jorge Mas is dog It's fucking crazy and there's so much shit behind the scenes and I'm like all that money that y'all got over those years and I get it like it's not that you that you're going to go and and you know invade and shit and set, and set up a squad cuz you don't want to repeat of of you know Bay of the Pig shit yeah. pero coño man like like bro you could have done a lot more instead of just hoarding this money you know, to help the community. And that's what I'm saying, it's yeah. people like that. Like, I, I don't, I have issues with the loudmouths and, because and, I grew up here in Cuban radio, like, you know, like Rizora, Teninoca, and all these other people. I'm like, bro, I, I'm I'm just not really rocking with the with the way that it's being done. I have, I, all I want for these people, you know, like me as a person, seeing that they really suffer, like it's really painful to have families that are separated for 50 plus years. It's like, yo, these these people need some sort of support, and y'all need to do more. You know, like be for the people and not just for your for your own pockets. You know, a, a,
2: a, a couple of things, a, a couple of things. Um, um, I have a confession to make. Um, big. can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I, I've come to the conclusion. I, I am not Cuban. I've been a Dominican man living in Lawrence for the past thirty seven years of my life. You've been a fucking Cuban. <laughs> That just getting to know more of my culture every day. I i
1: I feel ashamed of myself right now. I'm fucking ashamed <laughs> of myself. I'm a fucking nah, mess you're right crazy, out. bro. No, nah, bro. If you only nah, knew, bro. if you only nah. knew that what you're doing, bro, I commend that shit so much because believe it or not, I feel like our generation of people, we are the first generation of Cubans uh born here, maybe. You know what I'm saying? On this side of the line. So to be honest with you bro I think that what you're doing about spreading knowledge and making sure that that the train stays in the direction that it needs to stay in I think that that's beautiful bro and I think that that you deserve a lot more credit than what you receive for what you're doing because I think that is something that that if everybody were to be expressive and vocal on the subject, bro, I think that we would raise a lot more awareness. I think that the leftist ideology is spreading like a cancer on this side of the country. That it's,
0: yeah.
1: it's a very sad thing to see people that actually want uh, free shit, that want uh, for us to not have our own businesses, for us to have the ability to defend ourselves, for us like, it's confusing. It's confusing the, because the, the it's contra- like
2: oh, counterproductive.
1: All those counterproductive. Shit. It's like we're running away from that shit by leaving Cuba. And then we get here, and it's like these people want that shit over here. It's like, what the
0: fuck is going
1: on, bro? Like, it's sad, bro. Super sad. And, and, and then, so, really- um, <clears throat> so
0: go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so yeah, man, just, um, you know, kind of, to to add to what I was saying, just kind of uh, finish what you know what I was trying to get to is you know, a, a lot of there should be a lot more support amongst the people and it's like it's really a decision of the people to to take action and to strategize and everything. like like going back to to what you were saying, Rich about you know, there's no support in the community that that extends to that too. And obviously, everybody got different points of view and all that shit, but, it's, but we're not seeing, uh, at least I'm not seeing that that there's a common desire to, to really help out folks. Even when they get here, it's like you get the basics and everything, you do get a little help from the government more than other people do. But it's still like, bro, what are y'all doing to help people get on their feet, you know, besides the community, like, you know, like, uh, like, uh, I 30 you know then finally um, however he got here and you know he he ain't got shit, you know he ain't got nothing you know what I'm saying like just like you brought what you had on and and then it's like you don't get the help from the organizations that should be helping you because all they're doing is taking money you know what I'm saying so I mean, it's more, it's more detailed and more complex than that. But you know, it's it's a common occurrence, and it's like, bro, we gotta, it's gotta, it's gotta be better. You know, me as, as a Dominican, it's like it, the same shit happens in New York when Dominicans get there. Like, you know, you're you're not really getting the help that you should be getting from from the people. You know, what I'm saying like, it's just like it could it could be better. You know, I do have hope that things will will improve. I do think that one day Cuban people will be freed. Um, I got a lot of love for the culture, for the people, you know, just because it's a Caribbean, like I, I love all Caribbean cultures. So, but especially like Cubans, because I grew up amongst y'all. And also because it was like, bro, like I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know that, that there were, there's uh, my mother's side. There were, there were people that when they came from Spain, um, they stopped in Cuba for like a generation or two, and then they went to DR. So, so like that's you know that's a little bit of like the Cuban connection right there. So it's like it would be interesting to get to know that side, and it's like I'm not gonna go to these motherfuckers going. That might never happen, you know. Yeah. And here's
2: the thing, and um, it's a it's a catch twenty two because I think. We do help each other, but I think it all depends on what kind of economical level we're at when it comes to helping each other. Because I oh, think yeah. It's a class, class out, it's, a it's a class thing. It's a class thing. Yes, thank you. It's a class thing. Because I know for a fact, like my mom, my dad told me this story. When they came to Cuba, like, and it was like in the 80s when Cuba had that money, they looked at them like, oh, these are the poor niggas. We ain't fucking with y'all niggas. Y'all came from the Morel Valley. We don't know what to call Europe. It was a whole different story. But once they met like the lower level Cubans that was on the same boat that they were and they shared the same poverty level. It was like, all right, we got each other's back because we already know what it is. And even when I go to Miami, you know, when I, um, you know, the, this last go around when I went to Miami and I up with Nelson, I up with these other people. I mean, it's like I, I called the Cuban cheat code. You know, I had this conversation <laughs> with Cuban, like behind the scene. I had the Cuban cheat code. Like one day when I was Cuban, it was just like the, the, the crazy hookup, the crazy discount because they already know what it is, so they already really knew that. Okay, you come from the struggle. Now the tricky part is, like you said earlier on. We don't support each other when it comes to like try to take that e- economical level to the next economical level because it got to this weird elitist thing. Like, you know,
0: um, they don't support each other because they're they repeating the same shit that was done before. You know, yeah. They don't want to support,
2: support it. Or I need to stay here and you need to stay down here just so I can look Brother, at you. Say, I want to you remind
1: you that a lot of these people were raised over there where you're not allowed to say what you feel your whole life. Yeah. And then you come over here, then you're allowed to do whatever you want. And the thing you're, that you're sucks. bound to be you're bound to be selfish with the little that you have, because all you've ever known is to not have anything. And the thing so, that sucks. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. That's what I was saying. That, that basically, like, you know, that there's so many people they're used to not having much in Cuba. Like, I don't know if you know, but they used to raffle off these TVs called Aztec pandas in Cuba, basically like a raffle, like a lottery, but for a TV. Right and uh, sometimes when, like, let's just say you're my neighbor and you win the TV, right? So when they come to bring you the TV, I'll walk outside and I'll be like, hey, he doesn't deserve to win the TV because he steals meat from La Carniceria that he works at and then he sells it on the side and shit like that. So my brother, that is Cuba in a nutshell. Everybody's ratting on each other. Everybody's, it's like that, bro.
0: It's like that everywhere. Your own neighbor,
1: your own neighbor will do that shit to
0: you. Yeah. that that's what happens in authoritarian uh you know uh uh dictatorships you know what i'm saying like because the same thing that used to happen in 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 you know when ghana when the was a dictator and Trujillo was some next level of, like sociopath because he the same shit that you're saying it's like oh so-and-so was doing this and they talked against the 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 government, they spoke against Trujillo, they spoke against his son and his wife or whatever. All, that's all it took for somebody to get tortured or, you know, get sent to, to La Cuarenta, which was a, a a prison that was like used for torturing people. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's that sort of thing. Is it is like all these authoritarian dictatorships, they move the same fucking way, it don't matter what they they all hide behind, oh it's left left wing, right wing, like nah, they all the fucking same, bro. Like all this fascist bullshit, same thing. All this shit on the left, same shit. So, so you know, like that. That's just how they move. Like, you know what's crazy, bro? Like when you, when um, I remember hearing the first time about la (laughs) libreta. Like, (laughs) like dog. I was, I was, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade, and it's like. I know that the libreta that we used to get, you know, we could only get this much for, you know, for esta semana like this amount of food, and it could only be these things. And you know, people can uh, even if they live in el campo, like they may do, but they can't really grow too much shit because el, el estado se lo quita, you know. And I'm like, yo, like you can only have so much meat or whatever. Over here, we're limited by the money that we make. Over there is literally like this is your allowance for this shit. I'm like, yeah. God. Damn, bro. So, you know, there's so many little things, bro, and it's fucking authoritarian, authoritarian. I mean, it's bullshit, bro. Like, nah, man. <laughs> brother, I, I've,
1: seen, <laughs> I've seen my blood brother walk inside a Walmart and just start crying because he had never yeah. seen that much food somewhere no. in his whole life. Somebody has
2: the sent
0: Atlanta
2: me a couple of videos. um There's somebody online who showed me, like, at least five different videos of actual humans, like, going to a supermarket and crying there was one that i remember years ago i saw a fuck with me there was um cubans in costa rica and like this cuban guy goes to the supermarket for the first time and he sees all these strawberries and apples and he goes to the food section so he's like so how much do i take and the guy's like take as many as you want and like, we might take as many, as many as i want no you can take it's unlimited you can take as much as you want and you'll pay for this as a third. and like the dude just like Falls out and started crying. He's like, yo, I don't have this out here. And if I spoke about I want Eggman the third, I'd be taken to jail. And he started crying. And just on the house, they end up having a friendship. Here's the funny thing about they end up having a friendship. This customer, this Cuban customer, and the, the dude from the supermarket. So he tells the story, like, you know, I had this um, uh, the whole thing with Cuba, you no know, shit, and I can't get shit. I speak about not wanting shit, not, not getting shit. I go to jail for saying I don't have shit. So just off the string, like the man gave him like his first go-around. Like, whatever he wanted it, he gave it to him off the string, just free on the house. So, he bought all this other stuff. And then, like, you know, they maintain a, a friendship. And then, like, the final, like, he was about to come to the States. And before he left, he drew, like, a mural, like, of the man's face and the whole family, like, in the back of his, um, supermarket that dude's a painter. And he drew, like, a mural that say like, I, I want to do something for your supermarket. And he drew, like, a big mural saying, gracias, like, thank you for everything, giving me, like, the my real first mural. Wow. It was That's like bad emotion. Will. It was dope, man. It was That's dope. dope. <laughs> and, um, and just to piggyback what you were saying, one of the things, um, now it just reminds me of some shit that my mom told me that she gets pissed off about Cubans that come over here. And these are the new improved Cubans because before this, this shit never happened. She fucking hates Cubans that really literally, like here in the country, in the here in the States, they don't have shit, but they want to play the perception that like, they got shit in Cuba. So now they want to come on, like I'm the rich man helping out the poor folks. So you see them in Cuba with the jewelry. You hear them give, They don't even give them like real clothes. They give them the hand me downs, the 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 bootleg clothing, and this, down the third, and then even some of them was the sick like little girls. They bought
0: that shit. They bought that shit at yon barato, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
2: like they ain't got shit here, but they want to act like they the shit. They're like the superstar in Cuba, and that's the thing that my mom pissed me off. Like, why even bother? And that shit never happened. AJB just became
0: so sort of doing the proof. That shit. that shit happens with Dominicans too. They go back with a suitcase or two full of shit. And yeah. they got the chains on and all of that. And that's like, nah, bro. <laughs> like you just come here the front and then you give you people the impression it. that the money's just everywhere. I'm like, dog, you was cleaning for five years straight, cleaning bathrooms and you know And what then what you saying? go the and then you
1: go back to your efficiency and higher Leah. Uh, facts exactly. That's after, exactly after looking like you own sixteen supermarkets in Cuba,
0: for la, for la, uh, for la, Fifty Second Street. <laughs> you know. Then they, then they, they get, get like, mad. when are trying to
2: stick near Westland Mall. <laughs> and then they get. Then they get mad when their family asks for money.
0: <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. y'all, yo, you so, yo, talk about the the money thing. And and the last thing I'll say is, um. One, one day Cuba will be free. Um,
1: From your mouth to God's ears, bro.
0: Yo, for real. And, and I really do hope that there's more of an opportunity for, for cross-cultural exchanges, you know, like the just the islands alone, man. Like, that shit will be so powerful because we could... I feel like having everybody connect, Dominicans, Cubans, Haitians, Puerto Ricans, all those smaller islands, Barbados, like, you know, these are they, every island has something that's just amazing and stands out, every culture, you know? So um, let me give you a few examples of, of Cubans that are, have that are done very well, the uh, people of Cuban descent. Alfi and Pepe Fanjul, they're the richest Cubans in the United States. Um, Rich, I'm pretty sure you know who they are. These people are powerhouses. They own, they own one of the biggest sugar uh, companies in the world. They own Casa de Campo, the resort in DR. They own the biggest uh sugar company in DR, Central Romana. Um, they own the biggest sugar company in Asia. They own all kinds of shit. And one is a Democrat, one is a Republican. <laughs> You're know, the Look at that. is, That's playing that's playing the long game. That's chess.
2: Yeah, that's man. Chess. I call um, it an interracial relationship.
0: Hey, you know, and <laughs> and, and well, um, And also right now, the newly elected governor of Maryland What's more that I'm out here in in the DC area. And his grandmother was Cuban. She was Cuban, then she went to Jamaica, and then they came to the States. So like, Cuban grandparents, Jamaican parents, come to the States, settle, so on and so forth. So there, yeah, bro. Y'all, y'all uh, you know like y'all still out here doing things. Man. Y'all still doing things, man. For real. It,
2: it's powerful, man. We just we just gotta get this fucking hump off our back. We did with fucking sixty four years, man. So ho- hopefully, um, I keep saying this should be the year, but you know what? Soon, soon we get that bitch out of here. I mean, man.
0: it's it's gotta be like that. It's sort of like yeah. like you know like me, I, the, the the like you know Kuwait the 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 thing I observed, Judaism and everything like like yeah. That. I, the though one of the, the the phrases that's always said is next year in Jerusalem, right? So the same thing applies here. Like next year, our people will be free. This year, our people will be free. Like you gotta always keep hope, man. Always yeah. keep hope alive, bro.
2: Amen, amen, amen. And yes. and that
0: collab will between Richie Rich and Ghost Rider coming soon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's speak into things, baby. Let's speak it into existence. Uh-huh. Yes, so Richie
0: Rich,
1: man, sure,
2: what's, up, man. what's up next, man? Outside of this album, man, you're just pumping up this album and just, you know. Yeah, man, like
1: just it. working this, uh this release, bro, that like I told you, uh, been able to work with a lot of people that I look up to and people that I grew up listening to. And now for the next one, I'm going to be dropping an album, like I said, titled Yuma uh, alongside Edika. And we're going to have a lot of uh, surprises on there. We're going to have a lot of videos and hopefully pump out a lot of content that is very Cuban, very urban, and sounds like 2023 so that we can inject some of the new blood and the new vibes into some of the rhythms and sounds that we grew up listening to.
2: Dope, 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 man. So, yeah, man. Richie Rich, man. Muchas gracias, man. 100. Thank you, man. Um, Thank you you so much for
1: the opportunity, my brother. I appreciate everything that not only that you've done for me and that you've done for my brother Nelson, But for what you continue to do, bro, for Cuban people on a daily on a daily basis, I think uh, like I was telling you before, I think that if everybody were to get together and do what you're doing, brother, we would we would let we would educate the world a lot more on things that they think they know, but they don't know because they didn't live them the way we did. So uh, I'm super grateful for what you do, brother. Uh, I hope that. If there's ever anything that I can do that that can be of any assistance to you, I hope you know that you can count on me for sure. I'm not somebody that says they're going to do something and then they don't do it. Uh, I'm going to treat it the same way uh, that I would treat something for myself. And I'm super grateful. Like I said, my bad to say it so much, but there's not a lot of people doing what you do, brother. So thank you for what you do. And if I can do anything to push that movement forward harder,
0: you can count on me, bro.
2: Really
0: appreciate it, fam. Really, greatly appreciate it, man. Yo, Biggs, you good? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Yo, thanks for being on the pod. No, um, thank you, yeah. for I Really me appreciate too. it, man. I was like, my was Dominican like brother. Finally, yeah. finally, somebody from Miami, man. And you get somebody that's talented. Like, because, I mean, I never, my, my brother Mike never, never disappoints me in that regard, man. There's always, there's always talented people, people with something to say that come on the, you know, that, that jump on the pod and, and talk with us, chop it up with us. So, but any, you, man, anybody man. that's from the bottom, man, anybody that's from 305, I feel a certain way about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be on. Even if I'm just a fly on the wall, bro, I'm just going to listen. And, you know, every so often you hear me buzz. But <laughs> but yeah, i got to be yeah. here to support, bro. And no, this no, shit right no, here, Mijai right, he says, people, please, like, stream it, all your digital streaming platforms. Listen to that shit. It is fire. Like, I was like, damn, this shit is about I ain't even caught the whole album because I just – I just started listening to it, so I'm like five songs in, and it's like, man, everything here is a banger. <laughs> Damn, man. Thank everything you so much, is a bro. Fucking banger,
1: man. Both of you guys, bro, for for everything that you guys are doing, not just for for us, but what you do with the podcast, bro. I think that that the awareness that you guys raise, the topics you guys touch, the things you guys talk about. I think people need to hear it, bro. And and thank you for giving me the opportunity, bro, to be on your platform. And I can't wait to do this again, bro. Hopefully soon with some other people I work with. So that way we can dibble and dabble into other things.
2: Oh, well, we are definitely have a part two, or part three now, because you're done part two now. Right? <laughs> you go. Yeah. You'll probably break the record having them both both appearance of <laughs> my dad podcast, man. But yeah, that, you gotta hit me
1: too when you're in Miami, bro. So that way we can set something man. up definitely. here on I, my I, side of town.
2: I, I think next time I go to Miami, I think I'm gonna do like a two week trip, there because not everybody, like, you gotta come here, you gotta come there. I, I gotta, yeah. like, really, like, organize my shit and get everybody together, man. But yeah, definitely when I get up there, you're gonna be one of the first people I'm gonna call outside of my relatives. So yeah,
1: but yeah, hit man, man. Take- Hit me.
2: Check it out, man. This, this is uh been the ruckus podcast. This is your boy Dominican
0: Mike with Cuban big <laughs> with Cuban bigs and Rich Cuban Rich. bigs and Dominican Mike. <laughs> How funny, bro. Rich,
2: Rich, man. Thank you, man. Nah,
0: thank Yo,
1: you, man, brother. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for everything, job. always, bro.
2: And uh, we'll we'll catch y'all out to Juddwise next time and support your fucking own, man. Don't take my support your fucking own. God
1: damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Love, all right, man. Peace. Love, Peace. my brother. Appreciate y'all.
2: Yeah, man. All right, I y'all, that's a wrap.